Hey guys, I am Caleb Giddings. I'm Keith. And I might be Jack. He is Jack, and Keith is not muted this time. And if you're watching the I know, version... technical difficulty solved. Turns out if you're actually right. in the Zoom window, it works. But if you're I not know, in the wild. Zoom window, it doesn't. It is, yeah, it is. It's crazy. Uh, so, and he just muted himself again. I, I assume someone walked into his office, which is why we're going to do the stinger for Taurus USA and guns.com, our two main sponsors for this show. You can visit TaurusUSA.com to learn about our lineup of affordable, reliable firearms for personal protection, home defense, sport, and uh, not video game war crimes. That's a reference to last week, kids. Look it up. And if you want to buy those firearms, you can get them online at guns.com. All right, guys. So we have done in the past, we have done tales from the gun range, but they're bad tales. They're, they're stories of people being you know, just bad. All right. You know, whether it's, you know, people coming they, in. They certainly to... are people. Right. Yeah. That's downward that. empathy. But we, you know, we've all spent a lot of time on public ranges. We've all worked, you know, we've all worked in firearms retail. Uh, we've been range officers and all of that. So this episode, we are going to share good stories from the gun range, things that made us happy. Um, and I will start with, I was on a public range and this couple that was basically straight out of central casting came in, right? Like if you've ever been to a gun range and you've seen boyfriend teaching girlfriend to shoot, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That immediately brought a mental image to everyone's head. That was this couple. 99% of the time, that couple is a soup sandwich because boyfriend doesn't know how to shot he gives her you know a 337 ultra mag turbo death ray and it's got wicked piss and hot recoil she doesn't have enough ear protection she's you know wearing gucci sunglasses on an indoor range for eye protection like it's always a soup sandwich always except for this time so this couple walks in and I was like packing up my range bag and absolutely watching them out of the corner of my eye mostly because I didn't want to get a gun pointed at me. And that first thing a lot with them too. It, it, it do. It, it happens all the time. And the first thing that happens is I noticed that they both already have foamies in and I was like, oh, cool. They then take out actual good eye protection and put that on. And then they put muffs on over the foamies. They're doubled up on an indoor range. I'm like, what's happening right now maybe like they were maybe 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 the range officers told them they had to double up maybe that's the rule that's why they're doing it okay whatever next thing that happens is he gets into a technically solid stance he's got you know good arm and hand position his feet are about shoulder distance apart weights balanced over the balls of his feet he shows her this stance and then she gets into this stance without a gun mind you just like setting up a good solid fundamental stance now i'm just staring at this point at this point i'm not even pretending to not stare at this couple like, Caleb has found the unicorn of gun ranges <laughs> so and then i'm like this is still gonna go wrong right he's gonna pull out a 44 magnum he reaches into his bag and what comes out but a Glock 17 with aftermarket fiber optic sights on it. It had a, and not the weird kind where it's like a red, two red dots in the back. The, like I couldn't tell what they were from where I was, but they were they, Dawson's or Warren, whatever, because it was a blacked out rear and a red front. And I was like, that gun's got good sights on it. It's, I don't, what's, what's happening right now? Where, 
what universe am I in? And he clears it out. She takes it from him, checks it. And you, you, you can tell she's still very, very new to this because everything she's doing is very thoughtful, right? She's like, okay, I check chamber, check magwell. We're good. Loading it is a very, was a very meticulous process. She's like, Magda is in release slide, finger off the trigger, aim at the target, fire one, reacquire a sight picture. But it was fucking great. Her fundamentals were good. She was safe. She was conscientious. Her boyfriend wasn't a dickhead. He never did the, no, baby, hold it like this number. Like, none of that. It was fantastic. I swear to you, my heart grew like three sizes just watching that because I floated out of that range. I was so happy. Medical insert. If your heart grows more than three sizes in any given afternoon, Go seek a doctor, doctor immediately. immediately. Right away, right well, away. You're three dying. Is the limit. Three is the limit. <laughs> yes. You are you are actually not okay. In fact, any, any heart increase size should be discussed by the tops. We you need house it on this shit. Oh my god. So that you know that would that would just spring immediately to mind as like a happy thing that I saw on the range because it was because we do tend to focus on the negative and like the you know the the complete opposite of that because we've all seen the opposite of that we've all seen the bad boyfriend you know uh so yeah it was just it was one of those moments that i still remember it to this day and what's funny is i couldn't even tell you what the girl like looked like right i remember she was like blonde and had a ponytail maybe that's it i was so like enraptured by the fact that they were fucking doing everything right that it just oh it's so great i honestly genuinely one of the best things i've ever seen on the range Moving on to Wheel of Morality. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us who gets to speak next. Uh, there's an Animaniacs reference, guys. Keith. <laughs> Good reference, though. I, I know, right? What a great, great show. Reference. I did not watch the relaunch. Um, Was I, it- I haven't I haven't watched that season. I think there are um, only like 10 of them, and I don't um, think that it wasn't as well received. That's kind of what I figured. Uh, anyway. Uh, I'm glad we brought this up because I wanted to talk about the class that I took um, about three. It was like the it was the the weekend after we did the uh, class etiquette story because I had a fantastic class. Now, most most of my classes working with IWI, I end up teaching more than I end up actually training. This one, I got to train the whole thing. I got to shoot like all the whole time. I didn't have to, <laughs> didn't have to work. It was amazing, but I have never, I've never met a group that had that much fun because just like you were saying with the boyfriend girlfriends, everybody was paying attention. Everyone was building the fundamentals the right way. Everyone, everyone was all online, uh, both physically, mentally, they were all checked in. And so we had a group whose oldest participant was 69 years old and whose youngest was 19. And they're all just having a great time for two days straight shooting because they're all being safe. Everything's presented in a good way. And and they're asking smart questions. I've, I've never had two good days on the range quite like that, where everything just goes right. With the exception of the weather, which turned really, really cold on the second day for no reason, but the sunshine was still out. So, yeah. All my homies hate shooting in the rain. Like, if you tell me somebody who's like, oh, I love it, like, get outside when it's raining and, like, really get a good match in. No, and no. Some if, good, you know, it's raining, I ain't training. I'm hating life. Yeah. 
Uh, that's actually a, a fun aside. Like I hate the phrase, if it's raining, we're training because while there are times and spaces where it's appropriate to train in inclement conditions, a good instructor also understands that your training value is degraded as the conditions get worse. If you're, if you're, if what you're seeking out to do is land navigation and medical stuff, I believe austere environments can help advance students. Oh yeah. Gain confidence in mm -hmm. their skill set. Mm -hmm. Shooting in the rain is not any different besides the fact that I'm wet and I feel crap. But Jack, what about how train how you fight, bro? I go inside when it rains. It, like, and, and if you're like, but what about the end of times, brother? Well, brother, I hate to tell you this. I will probably fight mostly indoors. <laughs> like, I would say... My plan is to stay inside. I am not a, I'm not a CIA mercenary, and neither are you. We don't yeah, need to do I'm, this. I'm not, I'm not down in Central America where it's about to dump on me. I am at a range I paid to be at my money to have a good time and learn some things, but I would like to be comfortable. Doing if, you, if you want to find out if you can deal with uh, acclimate weather, go to a Spartan race or a Tough Mudder. Or and I do think to your point with like the medical and the uh, the land and stuff like that, there's value for advanced users with that as a possibility in their use case to understand what happens to their gear when it gets wet or when it gets cold or is in shitty conditions. I 100 percent agree with that. It's, but if you're teaching not like an entry user thing, yeah, it is. If not, you're teaching like a much, you need to use class, it right in a sterile environment first. Yeah, if I'm just teaching like you know fundamental revolver skills 101 and it's raining sideways and 40 degrees you know outside we will accomplish as much of the class as i feel is accomplishable in those conditions and then we will fucking leave you know why because no one likes being cold and wet and you don't learn as effectively when you're cold and wet anyway jack what's your happy happy fun range story so we took my friend uh for his birthday to the range uh recently this just happened and while we were there, it's my hometown range. I go there for just about everything. Like, these guys know me. The new guys rarely do, because I come in, like, once every other month or so, which is when they get, like, some new kid, and he wants to tell me about his way to Wonder Blaster. I'm like, shh, no talking to me. Um, so I'm sitting there chatting with one of the managers, and they have glass windows that look in on the range from the store. And I watched this guy come just cruising in, he had a Taurus G3. Yeah, boy. In, in an open carry holster, so, uh, jeans with a tucked in t shirt. I'm being very judgy at this point in my head. <laughs> and in his hands, he has two duck cloth uh, rifle scabbards. Yeah, that boy. are probably from the 1970s. And I'm like, what is going on here? He rolled right into the range, did not check in with anybody, um, which I didn't notice until later when I was thinking about that. He just walked in and went straight onto the range. He had his targets with him. He hangs the targets up, rolls them out 25 yards, reaches into the bag, and before my eyes pulls out an M45 Carl Gustav submachine gun, loads a 30-round mag, and let's blast with this thing. If you've never seen the Carl Gustav submachine gun, it is what World War II was was going to conclude with. It's that very big aesthetic, and it's a great-looking gun. 
I had never shot one. And I'm seeing this dude. Oh, who, yeah. He's got like a pile of magazines in the bag with it. And he just blazes, just brrr, strips the mag out, throws in another one, locks it, brrr, open bolt gun. So it's just chattering away. Just do, 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 and he doesn't, doesn't care. Sets that down. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. What was that? Like, I can't believe. What I just saw. And then he pulls out an M16A1, throws in a 20 round mag, and just. I'm like, I turned to the manager. He goes, Yeah. I go, Bro, when did you allow machine guns? I was like, uh, When you spend what he spends, you can bring your machine gun in here. And I'm like, That's fair. That's fair. He comes out, and like, I, I'm kind of in awe. And he's got both guns out of the cases now because they're too hot to put back in the cases. Right, because they would melt the cases. You old full auto. And he's like, hold on a second. He calls the guy over. I'm not going to say his name. Um, And he's like, hey, this is some of our other good customers. They saw your guns. They're really impressed. I go, hey, man, I'm on an SOT or these SOT guns because I thought this guy just built them. And he goes, no, these these are all stamp guns. They're pre 64s. I got these from a well-known local large collector who had passed. That man had a transferable A1 and and a transferable M45. 1964 M16 A1 and an M45. He brought a casual like 50 grand. He brought a casual $95,000 worth of machine guns to the range and blasted Just a casual 100 k I'm sweating. And he's like, I really enjoy shooting these things, so I purchased them, and I I don't see the point in having a collection you don't use. And I'm like, ha, ha, ba, ha, ba, da. Jack grew three sizes, and he had a medical yeah, event. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> he, he went into failure. I'm like, you just, he's like, yeah, man. I mean, like, why not? And I'm like, it made me so happy. And he let us touch him and everything. He didn't let me shoot him, which I didn't even ask. I'm like, yeah, man. Like, no, no, like, no, you don't ask like, that. Don't. He's like, I'm, well, he's like, I let people shoot him, but I'm trying to let him cool down so I can go home. I'm like, yeah. This was this dude's Saturday afternoon. He was sitting at home. He's like, you know what I haven't done in a while? Burned in some of my machine gun barrels. Let me grab two for my collection. Showed me some of his other collection on his phone. And a massive MG collection. And guys, massive MG collections, there are 170,000 transferable machine guns in the United States. And that is such And this a guy had number. a lot of them. Yeah, he had a lot. Um, he had a substantial he, number. He had purchased most of them from an estate sale and then added to them over the years. Impressive. Um, to see that these guns were still getting used and just being out there was heartwarming to me. And I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, guys. I'm partially erect right now. <laughs> it, it was at, such at a cool thing. Like, ten. We might not be at twelve, but we're at least at ten or. 10. And, and my buddy, whose birthday it was, was like sitting there, like we we were grinning like madmen because oh, it was yeah. so cool. And like again. This guy wasn't letting these guns sit in his safe collecting value for him to eventually flip in a trade so that he can buy a Tesla S or something. He was shooting them and having a good time with them. And that it sounds like he was shooting the piss out of them. Right. 
I think he shot about four magazines out of each. That's amazing. I love that. I really that, love that. That gets them. That gets them toasty good. You get the good feels after that many rounds. You just really do. That's that's a smiley amount of ammo right there. Uh, speaking of machine guns, if you guys would like to get into the machine gun game for about as cheap as possible, Mac 11s, guys. Mac 11s. Mm-hmm. And there is an entire dedicated aftermarket of lunatics oh doing God, things for these Mac 11s to turn them into like there's like handguards and stocks and optic mounts and caliber I'm conversions look- including oh, yeah. a, a 556 one. I'm yeah, looking there, at there's a, a tr- there's a 556 kit that'll run off that trigger group that's like okay this sort of AR15 full auto now. Uh, I'm looking at a transferable Mac 11 right now on Gunbroker, and it's only 16 grand. And I know the words "only 16 grand" seems a little bit ridiculous to some people, but when you consider that, that, that you know, would have terrified me even four or five years ago. That would have that amount of money would have absolutely blown my mind. But you know what? It doesn't anymore because I got into night vision. Because <laughs> I got into night vision, I got into the only thing more expensive than machine guns, guys. Night vision. That's yeah, actually kind of true. Um, yeah. So, oh man, I wonder if you could get the what was the Mac that was the three eighty one Mac eleven. No, because that was a nine mil. No, the Mac eleven was the three eighty. The Mac ten could come in nine mil or forty five. There was that caliber conversion kit it's, for it's it. a ten eleven. I yeah, know this because I was in the process of purchasing a Mac ten with a caliber conversion kit a number of years ago for a price that I don't want to really get into. Uh, because <laughs> to think about what my value upgrade would have been would be amazing. Um oh, good times. Yes, the Mac, the Mac 11, designed for a room full of very surprised colonels. <laughs> <laughs> that was the actual marketing for it! Oh, God, I forgot about that. What, what a time to be alive. Ooh, that, that's, a- that's as good as Browning rolling in and the military being like, Hey, John, what are you doing with those? <laughs> oh, I just doing? thought I'd uh, throw this here party and drag these here guns out for you to see. And they're like, oh, that's cool, John. That's cool. What do you got there? This is the Browning automatic rifle, guys. What? <laughs> what's that? This is the 1919 machine gun or what they will become after I demonstrate them at my freaking cocktail party. <laughs> It's crazy the difference. So I'm on, uh, for the record, guys, I am on Gunbroker right now looking at machine guns. And it is crazy the difference in price between transferable stamp uh, samples and dealer samples. So like the gun store I was at yeah. has, if you are, if you're interested in machine gun stuff uh, and you have a serious inquiry for this, uh, please contact me. I'll put you in touch with the people who are selling it. An unfired full auto FNC for $24,000. Only, only twenty four k guys. Now, uh, it costs that because it's unfired, and the moment you fire it, you will lower your value a little bit. But if you're looking for a gun that can absolutely be shot a bunch in full auto and will impress people, it is the gun from Heat. Uh, they have a fully transferable M two forty on Gunbroker right now. Serial number zero 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 two. Oh, what is this? It's a, a M240. A, a mag, an FNM. Oh, 
Yeah. And How it much? is 1.5 million. Yeah, that's starting right. bid. Yeah. That's, I mean, like, there's only, I'm pretty sure there's only like a couple transferable 240s. So there are, there are more transferable in 134s than there are 240s. Yeah, that's 100% true. Oh, man. This and, is. And I, I think just because of the, the age, I think the number of transferable saws is single digits. I yeah, think there's there not a lot. I don't believe it. There's there a dealer a sample MP7 on here. Who has an SOT again? We do. Uh, there's a dealer sample MP7 on here. Didn't your boss just buy a Ferrari? I think you need this MP7. How much? Yeah, how much is that? Uh, buy now is only 40 Gs. Only 40? I, I'm just saying. I, if I hadn't heard the stories I'd heard from that guy we know that one time, yeah, I, I would be a lot more interested. But now I'm like, Mrr. right? Like, oh. let's put an entire magazine into somebody, and they're still chilling. Yeah, not not a fan of the cartridge, but the gun looks cool as hell. Anyway, uh, that is it for this week's episode, guys. One story each. We could tell happy day range stories actually quite a bit. I've had a lot of fun experiences on ranges, you know. And I think in a uh, in a broad scope, my favorite thing to see on the range is when somebody gets it. Like a student, all of a sudden you've been telling them to do something and all of a sudden it clicks. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. If you have nothing better than that, that switch flipping and all of a sudden their shooting gets notably better. Yeah, it's it's grand. So if you guys have ideas for future shows that you would like to hear, things you want us to talk about, things you don't want us to talk about, questions, comments, concerns, please leave us a comment on YouTube or get in these DMs as the kids don't say anymore. Because if I say it, the kids aren't saying it. It's no longer cool. Um, I am now of the age where once slang reaches we, me, it's not we cool elder anymore. elder millennials out here. Yeah, in our 40s. Uh, all right, guys. So that's it. Thank you very much for listening, liking, sharing, and subscribing. And we will be back next week with another episode.